Amen. Let's go to God's Word this morning. Amen. A new series. and uh, But I, I don't rewrite the Christmas story. So when I say new series, it's uh, just maybe a different way of looking at something. You know what I mean? Let's just check it out this morning. See what we can find. Raj, appreciate you, buddy. The series is called It's All About Him. Say that with me. It's all about him. That's what this time is. I came out here the other night and I had the funeral. And I come in and the funeral director, I know them, they're nice people, said happy holidays. I said, no, it ain't. Be quiet. Hush your mouth. This Merry Christmas. He says, yeah, but there's a lot of holidays. Not really. Not really. Somebody just made all that up. This is Christmas. Y'all understand that? Yes or no? It's been hijacked, but this is what it is. I'm just saying. There's a lot of holidays. Well, name three. He couldn't name any. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Come on. Sorry about all that. Anyway. But uh, it's all about him. This season is all about him. And we're going to look at that today. Let's just look at it. Let's, let's give him the due he deserves. Amen say. Come on. Check it out. How are we doing, Raj? Help me, buddy. Push me, man. Here we go. Look at those hands holding the world. I like that graphic. Roger does all the graphics. I don't have a thing to do with it. God is not what? Can we say that out loud? God is not what? God ain't intimidated. Verse 1 in the Bible, in the heaven, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The people make up stuff like, now, big bang, something blew up, you know, slime, boom, here you are. Nothing else blows up makes anything but a mess. Nothing else that blows up makes anything but a mess. You think God's like, oh no, oh no, they got me now. They got me now. Another plan came up. God's not intimidated. He's not intimidated to tell you how things began. He's not intimidated to tell you who He is and who you are. He's not intimidated at all. Y'all hear me, yes or no? It's all about Him. People think they're going to go to heaven by doing good works. I do good. You think that's going to intimidate God? You're telling Him you got another plan? There's one plan. He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is one plan, the plan, and your intimidation is not going to work. Well, I go to church. I give money. I'm better than so-and-so. Try that on so-and-so. But it doesn't work on him. Are y'all hearing me loud and clear today? God's not intimidated. And I'd like to just look at the Christmas story a little bit over the next three weeks. But start today and see what we can find. God is not intimidated. What do we mean by that? Well, look at all the uh, rioting going on now. I hope those three professors that stood in front of Congress the other day and said the annihilation of the Jews, well, it's really not. Well, it just depends on the context. You're an idiot. You're an idiot running Harvard University, and you're an idiot, okay? That's what you are. You're an idiot. And I wish some Congress people just stand and say, you're an idiot. I'll do everything I can to get you and all your colleagues fired. You hear me, yes or no? They think they can get in mobs like this. You know, supporting Hamas, free Palestine. But people back down. You know, 
We even see President Biden comes out for Israel, but at times we find him, you know, trying to placate. How about we cause a pause? Let's have a little pause. Whoever heard of a pause in a war? Yes or no? Say. And I mean, we can make sense of anything. We can make, we can reason anything half to death. But I'm just trying to tell you something right now. This, this mess right here, this intimidation stuff, we do this. We do this with God. Well, Bible don't mean that. <laughs> you think he's gonna, he, he think he's gonna accept that? You cheating on your wife? Merry Christmas. This is a great message, isn't it? You think you're gonna use God's word, pervert God's word, twist God's word to somehow, you know, make your situation better? You're a bum. Merry Christmas. God's just not intimidated. Y'all hear me or not? If you're here first time here today, you're like, where is the door? There's eight of them out of here. No, there's 12. I think there's 12. There's 12. Anyway, hang in here with me. Amen. God's not intimidated by this, by you, by me. The word intimidated, you know what the word intimidated means? Say it out loud. Command to fear. Intimidation, the actual word in the Webster's Dictionary means this. I command you to fear me. That's what we do when we intimidate people. Somebody tries to intimidate. They're commanding you to fear me. Try that with God. I command you to fear me. What an idiot. Y'all hear me or not? You're like, Clark is off his rocker today. I ain't off my rocker. I'm right on the rocker. I'm still rocking. Amen? Come on. Let's check it out. So, say that out loud with me. God ain't what? Or if you're a southerner, scared. God ain't what? He ain't scared of you. He ain't scared of college professors. He's not scared of people in seminary where young men and women go to learn about how to preach the Word and they come out perverted, screwed up, not believing the Bible. Judgment Day is coming. <laughs> it's just sad, though. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad that universities like Harvard. Harvard started out as a university to train pastors. <laughs> That's what it was for. And now you can't say the murdering of people and slicing them up and cutting them up and things like that is... Is hateful and wrong? Have you lost your way long time ago? Let's not do that. Let's not us do that. Y'all hear me? Let's, let's see what the Bible says. Say that out loud with this a quote of mine. I've said it for years. He's God. We ain't. They ain't. Now that ain't the quote I've said for years, but that's a good one though. This is the one I've said for years. Say it out loud. God's God and I am not. One more time. God is God and I am not. How many of you were living your life like you were God, like you were in control, and you finally, you got to the place where you humbled yourself and you did it His way, and you start to find out, well, look at that. Life goes a whole lot better. Any hand's going to raise it, life goes a whole lot better when I get with His plan. So God's not intimidated. So this idea of us commanding him to fear us, I command you to fear me. Is that in the Bible? 
Now, here's what's in the Bible. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Just those highly educated people the other day before Congress, this, it was a simple three-word answer. Yes. To the question they ask. But we're so smart. But we do, that with, we do that with Christianity. We do that with our salvation. We do that with eternal life. We come up with all these, this cockamamie idea mess instead of going, yes, Lord, you're right. Yes, Lord, thank you for giving your son Jesus so that I could have everlasting life. I don't understand how you would love me, but yes, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to believe you. Y'all hear me today? This is where wisdom is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Intimidation is not the beginning of wisdom. That is the end of stupidity. Yes, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is what? Understanding. So that's our message today. And I'm not done. That was just an intro. But God's not intimidated. Now, what do you mean, Clark, with that title, that intro? I never know what my intros are going to look like, but that's what that one looked like. Let's see where we're going. What, what do I mean by God's not intimidated? This is what I really want to get to. God's not intimidated to say things before they happen. God doesn't go, now I don't know if I should say that. Because what will happen if it doesn't happen? See, God is holy. God is all-knowing. God is truth. God is not a man that he can lie. God is the same yesterday, today, forever. So what do I mean by God's not intimidated? He's Back it up, Raj, one more time. He is not intimidated to say things before they happen. All right, now you need to cut that phone off. Because I'll throw this chair at you. That sounded like intimidation, didn't it? <laughs> Here we go. I'm still working on this. I'm still working on it. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. And I can throw that pretty much up to the higher deck. Now, here we go. Let's go back to the message. Here we go. Okay. So God's not intimidated to say things before they happen. Now, I want you to keep that in focus as we, as we go with the message now. I want you to really think about this message. God's not intimidated. He's not intimidated to say things hundreds or thousands of years before they happen. He's also not intimidated to say hard things that you'll never believe. It's things you can't hardly believe. Wow. How can he say this? Let's check it out. How about this one? And behold... Mary, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now, she's a virgin. That's pretty tough. See how God ain't intimidated? And Mary's head about popped off. What? Keep looking. And she shall bring forth a son before it ever happened. And you shall call his name what? And he'll save his people from their sins. He said that before it ever happened. 
Now, a lot of us, now I'm not saying go out, and that's what's wrong with the church today. A lot of the church is kooky and cuckoo. Let me prophesy. Let me prophesy. Let me prophesy. Listen. And honestly, a lot of that prophecy stuff is trying to intimidate you into thinking they're better than you. And they got a higher wisdom than you got. You hear me? Somebody wants to prophesy to me. I just ask them, I ask them to quote a certain verse in the Old Testament. They can't do it. It's funny how you can hear from God, but you can't read his Bible and tell me what that says. You hear me or not say? We use intimidation all kinds of ways. But God's not intimidated to tell us things before they happen. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, which is a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He's not intimidated. Now, I want to push this envelope further. You might say, oh, it's okay, it's okay. We'll see. All right? He ain't intimidated to tell us the future before it ever happens. There are more than, say it with me. How many? One more time. 300 prophecies in the Bible, mostly in the Old Testament, concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And say that last part. And most have what? You don't believe in that last day stuff, do you? You don't believe in them parts in the Bible where it talks about the tribulation period and and Armageddon and an all-out war in Israel in the last days, do you? You don't believe that maybe that Russia and China, according to even Old Testament scriptures, and Iran's mentioned multiple times, just another name. You don't believe all that, do you? You're crazy, man! We could be living some of this right before our very eyes. When are we going to start believing God and, and hitting our knees and quit trying to intimidate Him with our lack of faith? Have I lost you? Don't you see this? More, there's more than 300 prophecies in the Bible concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, and most have already come true. But we still don't believe. I'm good. All roads lead to heaven. All roads lead to hell. Say that out loud. All roads lead to hell, except one. Jesus said, say it with me, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by. See, that's a fact. So already 300 prophecies in the Scripture, most of them have come true. Already about Jesus. Some are yet future. Very few. Very few. To be fulfilled. One mathematician determined that the odds of a person fulfilling just 60, that's one-fifth, is that right? Math people? One person fulfilling just 60, one-fifth of these, the chances of that are one and one Plus 157 zeros. What's that look like? Roger, what does that look like? God's not intimidated. That's what Christmas... Just It's another way to look at the Christmas story. It's just another way. When you say Merry Christmas, when you say it's all about Jesus, you're right. Got it? 
Now, we don't need to use that to intimidate people. We need to use that to enlighten people. Amen? Because this is a dark world we live in. But we're the light of the world. We're a city that's to be set on a hill. We're to show forth our good works that bring glory unto Jesus Christ. Only Jesus Christ could do this. That's what Christmas is all about. The Lord Jesus Christ was what? Said out loud. Precisely prophesied. Now, guys, I didn't know nothing about this. Growing up, Hellraiser home, curse God. That's where all this crazy talk comes from. It comes from crazy people like me and us and we who don't know the Lord, don't know the Bible. So we just, we're good at making up stuff, so we just do it on our way as we go to hell. We need to get with the program and know that there's one way, one God, one Son, Jesus, and that's the plan. Are you in or out? Got it? Yes or no? Amen. If I'm boring you to tears with the truth, well, slap yourself. How about that? Here we go. There we go. That sounded like intimidation. It did. It did. <laughs> Here's what God says about Jesus. He would be born of a virgin and called Emmanuel. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. I mean, right out of the gate, God says, oh, no, a virgin's going to have the kid. <laughs> Whoa! It's crazy. Amen. Precisely prophesied. He would be given the eternal throne of David. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon the kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment, with justice from henceforth. Even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I'm just touching the surface. God's not intimidated to prophesy hundreds and even thousands of years before Christ would come. He would be born where? Let me give you a clue. That'd be like being born in Grove City. That'd be like predicting and prophesying, not Tampa, not Miami, not Orlando, not Sarasota, not Port Charlotte, not Inglewood, Grove City. How many don't even know where Grove City is? Raise your hand. You don't even know where Grove City is. You probably just rode right through it. I mean, who does this? Who does this? God does this. But thou Bethlehem Ephratah, though you be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. O little town of Bethlehem, is it just a cute little song? That is a prophecy fulfilled. Beautiful. God's not intimidated. He'll even say stuff like this, would be worshipped by wise men and brought gifts. Isaiah 60, verse 3. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. All throughout the Scriptures, prophesied, predicted that Jesus would come. The multitude of camels shall cover thee. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praise of the Lord. 
We sing, we three kings of Orient. You know, we bring gifts of myrrh and frankincense. Things like that prophesied hundreds if not thousands of years before Christ came. Are you all with me so far? Am I boring you to tears by telling you how great God is? How smart He is? If we knew this, maybe we would open our Bible. Maybe we would say, you know, I'm going to learn some scriptures. I'm going to read God's Word. Amen. I don't have to be dumb the rest of my life. Amen. Be wise. Does God's Word say it's not wise to go in debt? Yes or no? Absolutely. I mean, wish you ought to learn that. Tells you how to be married, how to be a good husband, how to be a good father. What? We'd be wise to know that He's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far, their silver, their gold, with them, unto the name of the Lord thy God, to the Holy One of Israel, because He hath glorified thee. Lots of scriptures. He would be in Egypt. It was prophesied he'd be in Egypt for a while. Who goes to Egypt, okay? Well, he'd have to go to Egypt. We know because if we know the Bible story, yes or no? When Israel was a child, then I loved him and I called my son out of Egypt. This was back in Hosea. It was also a prophecy. Why? Why was he in Egypt? Thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her what? Children refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. And we know in the New Testament what happened with Herod killing children under two. And they were told in a dream to go to go where? Go where? Egypt. I know these are little details that might like, why are you doing that? So we'll stop intimidating God. Instead of us commanding him to fear us, we will listen to his command and us fear him. Amen. He would suffer for you and me. What? Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He's despised and rejected of men. This is our Savior. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. We didn't esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on him. And with his stripes were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one of us to his own way. But the Lord laid on him the iniquity of all of us. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Is that what happened? It's exactly what happened. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Is that correct? That's exactly what happened. As a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who should declare his generation? He was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. He made his grave with the wicked. Did he die on a cross in the middle between two thieves? And with the rich in his death. Did a man named Joseph of Arimathea provide a grave for him? Yes or no? Hundreds of years before it ever happened. 
but you can't trust him? Y'all hear me or not? You can't make it? If you have him, you've got everything. You can do this. Christmas story is pretty important. Because he has done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. I am not justified because of my good works or my church attendance or my giving money and offering plate. I'm justified because of Jesus. That was written a long time ago and it came to pass. Clark, you push Jesus a lot. There's no one else to push. When you got a leader, you ought to follow him. Okay? And not go, I'm the leader now. No, you're just intimidating us. Therefore, I divide him a portion with the great. He shall divide the small with the strong because he hath poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with transgressors. He bare the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Does Christ, is, the Bible say he see the right hand of God, the Father, where he ever lives to make what? Intercession for us. So what I'm trying to say, there's a lot of scriptures in there. And God is not what? Okay, I got to quit, Raji. The Lord Jesus Christ didn't come in secret. We'll hit these real quick. I'll just go over the points, Raj. Jesus was publicly announced. Now, here's what I'm saying. He's not intimidated. I'll just keep it in secret. I'll just hide in secret. We'll just meet in secret. No, God says, everything I do will be done openly. Okay? It's not a secret society. I'm not a fan of secret societies. Do y'all hear me or not say why? Because he ain't. He was publicly announced to Mary and Joseph. Keep going. The scripture. You can write them down if you want. He was publicly announced to the shepherds. To the shepherds. They were the lowest of the low. Yeah, but you know what? They mattered to him. Things, this thing was not done in secret. It was not kept a secret. And you and I are not. Well, what will people say if they find out I'm a Christian? Quit being intimidated. Quit fearing what man will do and fear what he will do. Don't be obnoxious or mean to people, but why do I have to keep my faith a secret? Well, what will the government think? Who gives a rip? Good grief. I don't want to be like them. I'm telling you guys, this is huge. We are intimidated. We intimidate others. And God just sits there. Wow. How many are thankful for God's long-suffering? <laughs> Good gracious. Amen. Amen. He, this was not in secret. His birth, his life, his miracles, his crucifixion, his resurrection, they were all done how? In the open. Christianity is not a secret society. Y'all, That's what the world wants to make us. That's so much of what government wants to make us. Go in our place. You're all right. But if, if you do wrong, we'll take away your tax-exempt status. They say stuff like that. Just to what? Just to what? Hardly any people ever get their tax-exempt status taken away. It was all intimidation. It's all to keep you from saying something. Y'all hear me or not? If you don't like this message, I stand by it. 
The Lord Jesus Christ was and is powerfully opposed. I'll quit with these scriptures right here. Okay? Satan hates Jesus. This is Satan's planet. Now, a lot of people go, whoa, that ain't right to say that. That's exactly what the Bible says. Satan is the god of this world. Now, he is a fallen being. I get that. With other fallen angelic people, and, I mean creatures and things. And I don't understand. But there's no way to understand evil in this world if you, don't, if you don't believe this. And the Bible teaches it. But, so he hates Jesus. If we don't stand, if we don't speak for him, and the best way you can speak for Christ is to love him and to love folks, to love people. Y'all hear me or not? It's not just about, I stand for Jesus. Yeah, but you're not standing like he did. You're not standing in love. You're standing in a form of intimidation. You're... He didn't do that. He was humble and kind. But we need to take a stand and love Christ. But here's a prophecy for you in the book of Revelation. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. and the... He's powerfully opposed on this earth. Satan opposes Christ. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, sit with me, a great red dragon, having seven horns, heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. I'm not saying I understand all the Bible. Just, just read the gist of this. His tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven. And cast them down to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman when she was ready to be delivered for devour her child as soon as it was born. Almost sounds like what Herod did. She brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Her child was caught up unto God, unto his throne. This is in the book of Revelation. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. This is uh, the tribulation period that will take place, three and a half years. Now, I'm not going to get into all this because I can't explain everything. I'm just trying to tell you, Satan opposes Christ and his people. If anything we've come to see, you know, I, honest, I'm going to just say this. Honestly, guys, you know, the Jews had, had about nine million people. And during the Holocaust, six million of them were massacred. You would think if there's one people we don't hate and pick on, it would be the people who already lost two-thirds of their people, who were gassed. You just would think, I think a normal mind would say, hey, you pick on somebody else. Wouldn't you? Yes or no? I mean, I'm talking about just as a common joker. They got one little spot of land about that big, and everything else is this big. Why is that happening? It's happening because the scripture is just like this. God's trying to tell you this will happen, and it is happening. It's happening right now in our day. How many are sort of, be honest with me, how many are sort of shocked by it? You're shocked to see this hatred going on a little bit. You're really shocked. I'm going to be shocked by it. I know my brother and his sister, his wife, right there in your city. Somebody came in and massacred in the synagogue. And y'all been ministering to those people. Is that right? 
Killed 11 people in Pittsburgh. Yep, and they've been ministering to them. This is a real thing. Jesus is powerfully, powerfully opposed. His people as well. There was war in heaven. Michael's angels fought against the dragon. The dragon fought against his angels. And prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceives the whole what? And he was cast out into where? And his angels were cast out what? You might say, Gary, you don't believe that angel-devil stuff in the book of in the Revelation, do you? You're not going to intimidate me by trying to make me feel stupid. I'm going to keep standing on God's word. I'll let you be stupid. How about that? That sounded like intimidation, Gary. I know I'm trouble. I'm having a hard time with it. Satan hates the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to quit. got to go. Satan wants us to forget about J.C. and be P.C. And think it's all about S.C. Who said that? I did. This is one of my famous quotes right there. That's right. That's what Satan wants. He wants us to do that. It's crazy. Roger, are you done? God is not intimidated. Jesus' name is mentioned over 500 times in the four Gospels. 500 times. But you're going to try to pick another name. His name's mentioned over 500 times. But you're going to believe in Buddha or Hare Krishna. What are you doing? In total, it's mentioned over 900 times in the New Testament. The name of Jesus or names of Jesus. Jesus is pronounced the same in almost every language known to men. How does that happen? Gary ain't. Almost every language, it's clear when you say the name of Jesus. And if you don't get it clearly, it's so close that it's almost right there. Isn't that strange? Call his name Jesus, she shall bring forth the Son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people. We're done, Roger, from their sins. Let's thank him for his word today. Good word today. I liked it. I liked it. Amen.